You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. That, that's one of my prop videos. <laughs> and we are working on a video for the, the, the marriage conference. <laughs> that song right there, it's by uh, Consumed by Fire. And it's talking about keeping first things first. First things first, it's, the first things are very important, okay? We're starting off this new year, 2023, right? Okay? The Bible clearly says, it talks about bringing your first fruits into the storehouse. Then it also says in Matthew chapter 6, 33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other stuff will be added unto you. So that's real important that we keep first things first, okay? So uh, as we start this new year, uh, 22 is out, news coming in. So I want to start, the title of my message is called, What Are You Full Of? Part 2. Okay, so some of y'all might remember what I had started this out uh, last month, and... uh, So it's very important what we're full of, okay? Now, when we get started here, I want you to look at your neighbor and smile real big, say, we're still trying to figure out what you're full of. (laughs) They'll get it later. (laughs) So what started this message was years ago, I was on this job, they had these two guys, young men, and uh, we're sitting there talking, and uh, so you ever get those one-up people that they just, everything you do, they did it better, did it 10 times, you know what I mean? It's like, really? Uh, so we're sitting there talking, me and this one guy, and this, this one guy, he's legit. He's, you know, we're talking, this other guy's there, you know, listen to us, and the guy, he's a bowler. He said, yeah, you know, I'm a bowler, you know, I do pretty good, you know, I'm on a bowling team, what have you. And I was like, man, that's good. And he said, yeah, I bowled a 250 the other day. I was like, man, that's I can't get out to hundreds, you know, but that's pretty good, you know. So we're, I tell he was legit, you know. Well, this other cat, he goes, oh, I bought a 325 the other day. I'm like, I don't think there's, but I didn't say nothing. So, well, then him and I are talking, and I said, well, yeah, I'm a bull rider, professional bull rider. I go all the United States, and I ride bulls and horses and what have you. Oh, really? He said, yeah. Well, this other cat... He goes, well, I ride bulls too. I said, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to just string this guy along. I said, oh, you ride bulls, huh? He said, yeah. I said, well, you ever rode in that rodeo over there in Ar- Dinkledorf, Arkansas? He goes, yeah, I rode there last week. I'm like, okay, there ain't even no Dinkledorf, Arkansas. I just made it up. So then I said, well, well what kind of rope do you use? Do you use a plaited nylon rope or do you use a, a, a leather rope? He goes, oh, I use a leather rope. There ain't no such thing as a leather bull rope. So I know what he was full of. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, dude, don't even. So it's, it's real important to know what we're full of. And some people, you've been around them long enough, and you're like, I know what you're full of, okay? Again, <clears throat> the definition of full, it means containing or holding as much or as many as possible having no empty space. 2022, like I said, 
verses 20-23, looking back, were you satisfied with what you were full of in 2022? That's good. Just something to ask. Question. Now, I had a good year last year. I did. Spiritually, physically, financially, everything. But I want better this year in 2023. And God wants to give you better. He wants to give each and every one of us better, a better year. So, uh, look, we, if, you're, if, you're not, if you're not satisfied with 2022, you can make the changes, okay? Just like a thermostat. You know, it's cold in here. I'm going to go turn it up, turn the heat. That's Missy. I'm the other way. You know, it's hot in here. I'm burning up and having hot flashes. I don't know if it's an old thing or what. I'm like, golly, man, I'm burning up, man. I said, go turn that air conditioning, you know, up. And that's what we can do with our relationship with God. Yeah. We can turn that thermostat up. So it depends on us what we want. I don't know about you, but I'm turning the thermostat up. I want more of God this year. So uh, God's mandate stays the same. It's to love him and to love people. In Luke chapter 4, verse 1, he says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Then you got Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. Are we about going about doing good? And it says, And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And turn with me right here in Acts chapter 6, and we're reading uh, verses 1 through 8. And it's talking about the appointment of the seven. Look at this, and it says, In those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily Ministration. What it was is the widows, you know, they were not being cared for, having food brought to them and what have you. So this is what they came up with. And he said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look out among you seven, seven men of honest report, full of what? The Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And it says, and the, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. I thought that was odd there. It says, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And then it says, and Philip, and I can't pronounce all those different Timah, all the, in, the other old boys, the other six. You know what I'm saying? And then it says, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed and laid their hands on them, it says, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Look at verse 8. And it says, and Stephen, again, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. We all have a calling. 
a purpose. Now, I can speak for David and Wendy. Uh, from the parking lot people that park people, to the door greeters, to the cameras, to the media, to the people that clean this building. Everybody has a purpose and, 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 and none's better than the other. I mean, I, I'm thankful that I'm able to minister, but you know what? People forget, forget your sermon next week. They go, oh, what would Brother Kent preach about? Oh, I don't know. You know. They might forget after they leave, go eat lunch. So it's very important. It says, Stephen, here he was bringing food to the widows. And it's, look at that, verse 8. It says, being full of, power, of faith and power and, and did great wonders and miracles among the people. So you don't have to be up here preaching to go out and have God do miracles and wonders in your life. We put too much emphasis on this man up here. Okay? But we have a calling on our jobs. Whatever, or school teachers doing whatever, we've got a, a certain purpose, and God can put His super on our natural, and He can do great wonders and miracles in our lives. Yeah. That's what the church is about. We gather, we equip, we learn, and we go out and we do. That's, right. yeah. That's what it's all about. That's good, Kent. So, you, we've all heard the saying, oh, he's too heavenly to be, uh, to be any earthly good. Y'all have heard that, right? Well, I, choose, I, I think that could it be that the church is too earthly to be any heavenly good? Wow. Maybe we're looking like too much of the world. People need to see our lives and say, Man, that guy's got it going on, or that woman's got it. I want what they want. I, got, I want what they got. They need to see the difference in our lives and the power of working. We've got a good marriage. We've got good jobs. We're, I'm not saying that there's not going to be hard times, but they see the power and presence on our lives. And they, man, I want that. They got peace. They got joy. All hell's breaking loose in their house all week long, and they still got a joy. They got to get joy with the Lord. They got a smile on their face. They got a pep in their step. It's good. They, we, sh we should be different. Christians should be different than the world. Romans chapter uh, uh, 12, 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're not, quit trying to, we don't need to conform to the world. They want to see, we're not of this. Do you know that? We're not of this world. It says, the Bible says clearly we're in this world, but we're not of it. Let me tell you something. We're looking for a heavenly home. And we're not of this world. This is a temple. We're just pilgrims walking through. Yeah. So we don't need to look like the world. Look at this. In Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 28. Look at this. Verse 25, and I'm reading out of the Amplified. Look at this. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, pretenders, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the plate, 
But within, they are all full of extortion, praise, spoil, plunder, and grasping self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first, then he tells you, first clean the inside of the cup and of the plate so that the outside may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, pretenders, hypocrites, for you are like tombs that have been whitewashed, which look beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones. What are you full of? And everything impure. Just so you also outwardly seem to people to be just and upright, but inside you're full of pretense and lawlessness, lawlessness and iniquity. People see a pretender from a mile away. I believe the church needs to quit playing patty cake and we need, to, we need to live. We need to walk this thing out. People, the world needs to see real Christians living a real Christian life. Are we perfect? No. No, we're not perfect. But we're man and I to, to say, hey, man, I messed up. You know? But in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What are you hungry and thirsty for? For they will be filled. Are you hungry? You and I hungry for God and the things of God? You know, it's just obvious what we feed gets bigger. Right? I mean, I grew a pant size last year. <laughs> I'm feeding it. It's growing. I mean, this way, not that way. I'm shrinking this way. It's true. What you feed is, is, is going to grow. So are we feeding the flesh man or are we feeding the spirit man? Yeah. And people that are hungry and thirsty do desperate things. Man, I remember in Louisiana, we were fishing. It was a hot July afternoon, and we're out there fishing. So we had two boats here, okay? Well, these guys took off, and me and this guy in our boat, we're, you know, we're fishing, and we're kind of close, kind of staying close. The reason being is he had a jug of water. Well, it was in their boat. And you know how hot it gets in July and August, man. So anyway, we're... We're fishing. It wasn't no big deal. We're catching fish. Ain't no big we're in the moment and all that. Well, before you know it, the other boat, we don't see it. So we've been fishing two, three, almost four hours. Well, I'm getting kind of thirsty. And I'm thinking, man, where's that boat at? I need a drink. I need a water. I'm thirsty. You know, same guy. He's like, man, I know. Where's that boat at? You know, I need to. So we, it, it, it was a while. We kept in. He's like, dang, God, man, I'm thirsty. So little did I know, you know, we're sitting there in the boat fishing all that. And we're kind of, man, we're parched now. We're licking our lips. We're like, oh, man, I need some. So he looks at me. I look at him. We look at the water. He looks at me again. I look back at him. We look at the water. Next thing I know, we're on our knees. And we're slapping. We're sucking pond water. We were thirsty. People that are hungry and thirsty do it's, it's, they do things different. So, and that's what it takes to do things different. If you're hungry and thirsty, if we consume the things of the world, 
if we're always watching TV, social media, worldly music, what we consume is what's going to come out. We will look and reflect the world. And I want to give you three points here. It says, number one, if, but if we consume the things of God, say reading and meditating on the Word of God, you know, the Bible is the best-selling book of all times, but the least read Isn't it about time that maybe we should crack it open and start reading so that we know what we believe? Praying. You know, it, it says in the Bible, you know, you, you can, if you, if you read the Bible 15 minutes a day, you will have read the Bible, the whole Bible in one year. 15 minutes a day. I've heard people say, oh, well, I ain't got time. Well, I, well, you're on your social media two hours. Don't be, that's a lame excuse. I, don't, I call BS. I'm sorry. <laughs> that ain't going to work. Maybe we should take an hour off of our two hours of social media and get in the Word. Man, just think about how much. Whereas we move on. <laughs> Number two, praying. Do we have a prayer life? Does it exist? Are we only praying for our four and no more? When we pray in the morning, is it just about me? Is it about my wife? And nothing wrong with that. I pray for Missy. I pray for, oh man, I pray for Missy all the time. But <laughs> I, I pray for my kids. I pray for our president. How many know we need? I, I pray for world situations. Are we praying for other things? Not just about us. It's not about just us. And you know what prayer is? It's communication with God. Just like I'm sitting, you know, I sit there and talk to Missy. Just communicating. That's all it is, prayer. We make it a lot harder than it is. Fasting. Are we fasting? We're starting the 21-day fast today. Are you going to be involved or are you going to just be an innocent bystander? Just a question. Man, last night we went and ate some boiled crawfish. Man, we knocked it out the park last night. I said, man, this is my last supper. I'm going to do it right. I went and got boiled crawfish, shrimp, corn, everything. Man, I, I was blowed up from the flow up, man. And, I, and then I went home and I, and I knocked out a half a gallon of Bluebell. I said, man, I'm going to do it right, you know. And man. It was a half, yeah, that's right. It was a half a half. It wasn't a half of a, anyway. Yeah, a but I did knock it out. Yes, you did. So I'm ready. I'm ready for my fast. Yes. Yes. And you know, it was funny. Me and Clayton were talking. He called me the other day. You can be involved with the fast. Man, I'm telling you, it does. I look forward to the fast. Used to, I didn't. <laughs> Man, I was like, fasting? 21 days? Oh, you. But I look forward to it now. I do. I really do. Your flesh is going to scream. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It does. So anyway, me and Clayton were talking the other day. You know, you can get on board, and you can even fast and not eat food for 
But let me tell you something. You're going to, like David said the other day, you're going to get out of what you put into it. You can not eat. But if you still sitting there watching TVs on and out, on the social media, no praying, no, you're just dieting. And you're going to lose weight. And that can be a good thing. But do you understand what I'm saying? It's a spiritual exercise. And Jesus, it wouldn't be, if it ain't in the Bible, it wouldn't be important if it wasn't in the Bible. Right. He says, you know, the demoniac, they couldn't cast out. Can you imagine the disciples, they tried to cast a demon out. They couldn't. Well, then Jesus come over, he cast it out. And they kind of pulled him all the time. We're like, hey, Jesus, what, what's up, man? Why, why couldn't we cast it? He said, this kind comes out by nothing but prayer and fasting. It won't hurt you. I'm telling you, it, it's, it gets tough sometimes. But I tell you what, it's good. Man, it makes you sensitive yes. to the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. You know, years ago, coming out of the religion Missy and I came out of, they had a uh, similar situation like that. Every time at this certain time of the year, you would give up something. Okay, so uh, me and Missy had this great idea. Well, the first year we gave up smoking pot. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, I ain't been saved all my life. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, so the only thing bad about that, we, we did. We went without pot for whatever days it was. But we stayed drunk the whole time. So the next year, we got a new idea. Okay, we're going to stop drinking. Guess what? We stayed high the whole time. What the heck? But you know what? God can use that. I'm I'm serious. At that point, it it seems funny now, but I look back. We were young Christians, and God knew my heart. I'm serious. And God can use that. And God, maybe some of y'all need to quit smoking the pot. Somebody need to quit drinking. I'm just saying it's for somebody, maybe. God can use that. It's a willing heart. It's a willing vessel. That's all it is. Now, thank God we don't do that no more. You know what I mean? But it's crazy how, you know, but. Food, giving up food. So, go on to number four. It's talking about praise and worship. Or we listen to music that glorifies God and edifies your spirit. I was talking to a Christian man one time, and we we're talking about different music, country music. I said, and me personally, I just listen to Christian music. That's me. So uh, he said, Well, I, I don't listen to Christian music, you know, because uh, they just play the same songs over and over. I'm like. So country stations don't play the, that's pretty lame excuse, I thought. So if we do these things, we will reflect the image of God. We will begin to look and act like Jesus. I believe we're in a time when the world needs to see real Christians living the real Christian life. And it's time for Christians to come out of the closet. I said this last time. I really do. 
It, it's time for us to come out of the closet. Okay? I mean, everybody else is coming out of the closet. Why not the church? <laughs> That's what I'm screaming. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, and I'm just, I'm coming out the closet. And just, uh, just, I got a confession. I'm in love with a man. His name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> he is the Savior of the world, and He will change your life. He has changed my life, and He'll change your life. Yeah. I heard a story years ago. I had a young man, he was in a Whataburger eating. I guess the Holy Spirit prompted him. He said, you know, all right, I need you to, I want you to witness for me. So this is his, his take. <laughs> he gets up on his chair. He says, I'm in love with a man. Can you imagine that? People are going, oh, my God, hey, this guy's just coming out of the closet right here in Whataburger. I'm in love with the man. And they're like, so he's got their attention. His name is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world that died on the cross. Power of God fell in that place, and people were saved and lives were changed in a Whataburger. Now, I don't know. That's not really my porte. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'll do it if God tells me to do it, but that's out there. But you know what? We've got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Sensitive to what God wants us to do. Y'all know the song, Diana Ross. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. i got to let it show. I am. I'm coming out. And they use that song for the wrong reasons. Let me tell you something. They stole the rainbow. They're trying to, let me, the rainbow is a covenant from God saying, I will not flood the earth again. It's time for the church to stand up and take back what this culture is trying to take. I'm coming out, man. 2023, Jesus and me. I'm telling you, I ain't playing around. <laughs> and look at this. You know, we can't become spiritually dehydrated. Yeah. Well, I got this little example. Y'all know I'm all about props. So I got this water here. So you've got this container here. Looks all good and clean, but it's empty. It looks like a lot of people in the church. They're empty. Don't have nothing to give out. I don't want to be like that. So what you do, as we begin, Jesus, it, Jesus is, is the living water. Yeah. And as we partake, of Jesus each and every day we read the word we fill ourselves up we pray for us and the world we continue to fill up and now we've got some substance going on here just like a sponge I can squeeze this sponge all I want, no substance. But if I saturate 
myself in the presence of Jesus. Jesus comes out when you're pressured and you're squeezed. Yeah, that's good. Jesus comes out. And look at this. When we continue doing this process over and over, day in and day out, look at this. Gets to the top. What's the definition of full? No empty space. Look at this. Look what happens. When we fill ourselves and we're full, it begins to run over. There you go. To a dry and thirsty world on, that we're supposed to reach. That's what it's about. Yeah. I don't want to live this life empty. Don't have no substance in me. I want to be full of Jesus. Yeah. It's very important. What are we full of? And remember, we can't give out what we don't have inside. In 2 Timothy 1, verse 8 through 9, it says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. And the definition of holy, see, it's not some big woo holy. Definition says, and the Hebrew word for holy means to be set apart. For a specific purpose. Yeah. Each and every one of us are set apart for a specific purpose. And I want to thank each and every one of y'all. This is what the body is. Yeah. This is what we do. We serve and we come together and we learn and we go out and we do it. Holy. First Peter Chapter 1 through 15 and 16, look at this. It says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be not be holy for I am holy. We just sang the song. He's a holy God. Mm-hmm. And we have to have resemblance of him. And, 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 It's so important that we're walking the walk and talking the talk. At a rodeo in Baton Rouge, Louisiana years ago, uh, in rodeo, they have seven main events. Okay, so you have like 10, 15 contestants. That makes up your performance. And then the slack, they call, that's the after show. The crowd leaves and you're just riding you're in the slack. That's over entries, okay? So I'm in the slack. So anyway, I go to this rodeo, and we, I get there, you hang my bull rope up in the dressing room and all that, and they have this young man come in there, and, you know, we got our back numbers on, and, you know, we're... And me, I, I'm a fruit inspector. You know, the Bible talks about that, being a fruit inspector. You know, the tree has oranges on it. It's an orange tree. Pretty simple. So anyway, this, they had this one young man. He hung his bull rope not too far from me, and I'm kind of watching him. I'm kind of checking out my competition. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I hadn't seen this guy before. So he hangs his bull rope up, and he's rawling it and this and that, and got his boots and his spurs on, what have you. And he's, he, so come bull riding time, 
we all get chapped up. You know, we're getting ready. We're going to do this deal, you know. So anyway, I mean, before we're, we're stretching and, oh, yeah, I mean, we're loosening up. He's same deal. He stretching, getting ready, you know. And so the performance gets over. Well, the whole performance, you know, I've never seen this guy get on anything. I'm like, when's this guy going to ride? He's got a back number. He's got, you know. So I thought, well, maybe he's in the slack when I'm in the slack. Okay, so slack, they run, you know, 10 bulls in there. You know, I get on mine and, you know, this and that. Well, they, everybody rides and then he don't get on nothing. True story. Guy goes back to his rigging bag, takes his rope up, throws it in the rigging bag, takes his chaps off, spurs everything, throws it in the bag. Didn't even get on. So what we call that is a pretender. This guy thought he was a bull rider, and he did not participate in the bull riding. Now, why he was even there, I don't know. He, had, he looked good, had the chaps, spurs, everything, had all the garb, even talked the lingo. <laughs> I got old boar 77. What do you got? He talked the lingo, he did, but he didn't participate. He didn't get on a bull, just walked out. I'm like, really? So he was a pretender. And... There's a song that, the, that the, uh, the platter sang years ago. It's called The Great Pretender. The Great Pretender. This guy was pretending to be something that he wasn't. And that's, folks, what people in this world, they are tired of seeing people preaching or saying there's something and they're not. That goes back to where I say we need to... We can walk it. We need to talk it. And our talking needs to line up with our walking. Okay? Because people see a pretender from a long way away. So, in Mark chapter 7, verse 6, it says, He, he answered and said unto them, Well, was Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites? That's what a hypocrite is, a pretender. As it is written, These people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So the Bible clearly says, it says examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Just like that bull rider, just because you come to church don't make you a Christian. There's a lot of people that, well, I go to church. Okay, that's good. But do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? And are you walking the walk? Are you serious about it? Man, people, this is serious stuff. One day, we will give an account for what we've done on this earth. I want Jesus, and I want to reflect Him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, Therefore we are ambassadors of Christ. What's the ambassador? It says an official who represents his or her own country in a foreign country. We're just ambassadors. We're here sharing. People need the gospel. 
And we've got to get out of our closet, get out of our comfort zones. How about that woman on your job? How about that man on your job? Have you talked to them about Jesus? Do they know you're a Christian? And, and get it. There's some people, they're not going to receive it. But that don't change me. I continue to share Jesus and the gospel. It's very important that we share the gospel. There's people dying each and every day. And people need hope. What we've been going through, let me tell you something, COVID, yeah, 2020, yeah, it was here. It's still here. But Jesus is bigger than that. And let me tell you what, it's time, just a side note, you people that have, that have taken a sidestep and you're sitting at home in your pajamas, watching your TV, that the church you used to go to, you need to get up, put your church clothes on, you need to go to church. You need to be a part of the body of Christ. I've heard too many excuses. Well, yeah, cold. yeah, it was hard. It was hard on all of us. But let me tell you what, you make it a point, me and Kobe was talking about, you make it a point to come to the house of God. It don't matter what position you're in, your marriage, your finance or anything, I'm telling you, God is faithful. He can change, you leave that up to God. You just be faithful in the house of God and put your hands on ministry. There's nothing like putting your hands on ministry. I'm a part of it. I, I, I take, I take, this is my house too. I, I'm serving this man and his wife, but this is our house. This is all our house. It's all of us. And we can make a difference and we are making a difference. And we can continue to make a difference. Look at this. Look at this scripture in Philippians chapter 2. Verse 14 and 15. Look at this, man. Verse 14 says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings. It says that you may be blameless and harmless sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Look at the Amplified, I like this. Do all things without grumbling and fault finding, complaining against God, and questioning and doubting among yourselves, that you may show yourselves to be blameless and gallless, innocent, uncontaminated children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars of beacons shining out clearly in the dark world. That's what we're supposed to do in a dark and perverse world. Does it get hard time sometimes? Yeah, it does. But man, we're, we're the light of the world. You got the light of the world living inside of us. That's what we're supposed to do each and every day. In Matthew chapter three, verse 11, it says, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and fire. It also says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, you, are, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto the end of the world. That's what we need is the power of the Holy Ghost. We can't do this of our own. 
and of, our, of ourselves. I like what Reinhard Bunke says. He said, the wind of the Holy Spirit is not, to sent, is not sent to cool us down, but to fan the flames. We shouldn't, we shouldn't burn out for Jesus, but burn on. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a burn on, burn on for Christ. So what I, what I want to do right now, I really feel this in my spirit. First of all, we're going to have two. Y'all please stand with me. We're going to have two altar calls. First of all, if there's anyone in here in this place, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today's your day. The Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Is there anybody here you need to know? If you were to die, and I'm not trying to scare you into this. I'm just saying, people die. The football player died on the field the other day. Praise God, he's all right. But if, if you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? There's two places, heaven or hell. Do you know Jesus Christ as your, not just say. Not just Savior as fire insurance, but Lord. Is that anybody in here? Anybody in here? You need Jesus. Anybody in here? Praise God. Everybody's saved. Thank you, Jesus. Second one. I feel that there's people that you have, you're hanging on to 2020. And you're hanging on to 2022. It's time for you to let that go. God has something very specific for you. And, and, and you've got to let, you can't continue forward if you don't let go of the past. You're looking in the rearview mirror. So, if that's you, I want you to come up here. I want to pray for you. Anybody here, you want to let some stuff go today? You feel, man, I've been, I've not been, I've been cold in my relationship with God. Thank you, Father. I've been cold in my relationship with God. Thank you, Lord. Come on. This is time to get things right. The Bible says, in, in, in Revelations, he says, I wish you were hot or cold. Being that you're lukewarm, I will spew you out my mouth. That's the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? I believe God's going to meet you. There's going to be a refreshing. And what we're going to do today, we're going to let go of the past. We're going to let go of the hurts, of the pains. And we're going to let God be God. God has a plan for you, a specific plan for you and your wife. Now, I don't know y'all's situations, but we're going to let it go. Man, I'm telling you, when you walk out of here today, you're going to feel like the world has been lifted off your shoulders. You need that. It's times of refreshing that comes from the Lord. Amen. We ready to let it go? You ready to let it go? Ma'am, you ready to let it go? We're going to go on with God.